up, everybody? We're back with another episode of the Compassionate Viking Podcast, and I am your host, Tyler Stanaway. Well, it's sunny outside today for once, and it's a beautiful blue sky. I don't see any chemtrails, which is awesome. When I got home, I first thing I did was, well, actually, I got out of my car first, but the second thing I did was take my shoes and socks off, or my boots and socks off, and I decided that I was going to ground for like 15 minutes. Walk around the garden, check out the plants, see um, see all the stuff that's finally starting to bud. I don't know what it is, but this time of year, as soon as I see the little buds starting to form on all the sticks, it looks like, it feels like a new beginning. a new new. To me, it feels like the new year should start right now. I don't know why. Obviously, that's not what we go by, but to me, it feels like this is the new the new beginning, the new life. It's all starting to sprout up again, and man, I, I just, the, the energy, the vibration, the frequency out there is unbelievable. It somehow became, like, my favorite thing. I'm so excited to come home and, like, just stand outside in the garden and watch things grow. And because last week we talked about the electroculture, I stuck a bunch of fucking copper in the ground. And, yeah, I, I haven't noticed really anything yet. I There may have been one thing, but I can't talk about it yet because I'm not sure. So I'm going to give it some more time. I heard it takes, you know, probably four to eight weeks before you could see any difference. And then for the big ones outside, I've heard it's not at full magnetism for, like, up to five years. So which is fine because you know all the all the trees that I have they they take like 3 to 5 years pretty much before they even bear fruit so hopefully they grow really big and then they'll yield me more more uh produce so today we are going to do herb of the week and it's going to be about rosemary I love rosemary And one of the things when I went down to the Seattle food forest was I came across this bush and it was rosemary and I couldn't believe it because I'd never seen a rosemary that big. It was like six feet tall, maybe seven feet tall and like eight feet all the way around like a big circle. It seemed like it was fucking massive. And I've only seen little twigs in people's pots in their backyards. I didn't realize how big they got. And I have a bunch of them at my house that are in pots and I just planted them Planted, I think, one or two on one of the hygge cultures. I think I planted one on each hygge culture. And fucking wherever. I I typically just walk around and then whenever my heart feels like, oh, this looks like a good spot. Or it feels like it should be here. Then I dig a hole. And I want to try and not use iron tools because of what we learned. Iron demagnetizing the soil and fucking it all up. So I'm very interested, since I'm a, you know, blacksmith and a metal worker, I'm very interested in starting to maybe make my own tools out of copper and brass. And I could make a little rake and a little shovel. That that doesn't seem too difficult. Put it on a piece of a wood handle or rivet a nice forged handle on there. I'm not sure. But, you know, the ideas are endless. And the more that I learn, the more my mind just starts spinning. So... Rosemary is one of my favorite herbs. One of my favorite ways that I use it is I'll chop up potatoes, like homestyle potatoes, and then I'll put 
rosemary and olive oil on it. And then I'll put some Parmesan cheese on it and I'll put it in the oven for like 15, 20 minutes. And God, it's fucking delicious. So it says, I love the scent and flavor of rosemary. I use it mainly to flavor potatoes and lamb and as a medicinal herb. It grows easily in a garden and it is in the mint family. It's crazy how many plants are in the mint family. Identification, rosemary is a woody herb with fragrant needle-like leaves in a fibrous root system. It is an evergreen shrub, so that means that the the little leaves on the side, little needles, they don't fall off in the wintertime. Evergreen shrub that can withstand extreme droughts. Most bushes are upright reaching five feet tall, but can develop into trailing plants. The leaves look like hemlock needles. They're green on the top and white on the underside, with both sides covered with short, dense, woolly hair. White, pink, purple, or blue flowers appear in the spring and in the summer and in the summer, in cooler climates, in year-round, in warmer climates. So, the edible use. Rosemary is often used in cooking. The leaves and the flower petals are edible and nutritious. I don't know that I've ever had the flower petal of a rosemary. I think I've only had the needle. So, maybe this year I will look out for the flowers and we'll, we'll try them. Medicinal use. Rosemary contains caffic acid. I think that's how you... Yeah, caffic acid. Carnosic acid carnosol and rose rosmarinic acid anti-inflammatories and antioxidants i don't know what any of that shit is but it sounds cool and i'm sure it's good for you stimulates digestion the stimulant properties of rosemary bring circulation to the digestive organs and help relieve digestive problems especially indigestion you may use rosemary in your food and or use a tincture or infused oil before a large meal says it improves concentration and memory. Neuroprotective. Rosemary is known as a brain tonic. It seems to improve concentration and memory. It stimulates the circulatory system, bringing more oxygen to the brain. It is used for elderly dementia patients. It also has a neuroprotective effect due to the carnosic acid found in rosemary. Circulatory, circulatory problems and headaches. Rosemary is a mild stimulant, well known for increasing circulation. Use it for problems with the cardiovascular system, poor circulation, and low blood pressure. These same stimulant properties make it a good choice for alleviating headaches, especially migraines. Rosemary has a mild analgetic, I don't fucking know what that word is, but the main relief comes from opening up the blood flow to the brain. Inflammation, colitis, and arthritis. The, it's that word again. Analgesic properties and anti-inflammatory properties help reduce the pain and swelling of joints inflamed from arthritis. People report that it helps their pain and swelling, but does not completely alleviate it. So, it usually used in combination with other herbs. It also reduces gut inflammation. It's an antifungal. Rosemary is a good antifungal, and I often add rosemary essential oil to an external antifungal salve. Antibacterial and staph. Wow, so any of the wrestlers or jujitsu guys, here's another one for the staph infections. 
Rosemary essential inhibits the bacterium Pseudomonas. It also works to kill staph infection, as does oregano oil. Anti-cancer and hepatoprotective. Hepatoprotective. Dude, these words are just killing me, man. This is above my pay grade here. I didn't know rosemary was so uh, high up on the fucking word list. Rosemary has been researched for a variety of cancers and it has many properties, such as cafic acid, carnosic, carnosic acid, carnosoil, carnosol, and rosmarinic acid that helps fight cancer. It also protects the liver. Hair loss. Rosemary essential oil has been shown to be as, as effective as the prescription hair growth drug minoxidil. Apply in a carrier oil on the scalp. I prefer coconut oil and keep using long term. Halitosis. Rosemary makes an extremely effective mouthwash. It can get rid of bad breath very quickly. Gargle and rinse with rosemary mouthwash every morning and night, more often if needed. A mouthwash recipe is below. So, for you guys who don't want to use uh, fucking whatever toxic chemicals are in our Listerine and Aqua, Aqua, what is it, Aqua Crest? I don't know, I haven't bought those products in like 10 years, but it's something like that. And you want to use something more natural, even though rosemary seems like a weird thing to do mouthwash. I bet you can mix it with like mint or spearmint or peppermint or something. It says, bring two cups of water to a boil and remove it from the heat. Steep one heaping tablespoon of dried rosemary flowers and or leaves in the water for 30 minutes. Store the mouthwash tightly covered in the refrigerator for up to three days. So, um, rosemary is also super hardy, you know, it doesn't die very easily at all. So you could always just get a pot, even if you're on, um, you know, the upper floor of like an apartment. You can get a little pot, one gallon pot or two gallon pot and put a rosemary in there and that'll grow. Shit, put a little toothpick or a little stick with a tiny copper wire wrapped around it. You'll be having big ass rosemary in no time. So let's get on with the podcast because we have lots of notes to go over again. Plus crazy shit that's going on in the world that drives me fucking nuts because no one else understands. But you guys do. And that's why we're the Viking Villagers. Hey guys, before we start the podcast, I want to give a huge shout out to NFS Company out in Colorado Springs. They had their fucking grand opening, and now you can go in the store and check out all of their cool shit. Remember, they got firearms, they got ammo, they got optics, tactical gear, suppressors, you name it, they have it. Not only that, they can find the rare shit. For instance, I got my Glock 19 FDE from them, and it's kind of hard to come by. They found it, had it to me in two days. That's amazing. I'm all the way up in Washington, and they're in Colorado, so you can't fucking beat that. On top of that, anyone looking for preparedness for firearms training, they got a private range out there with a badass 10th Group Special Forces instructor. I don't know if you guys know, but finding people with that expertise is kind of hard to come by these days. So get on top of that. Go to www.nfsshootingsupply.com, or you can find them on Instagram, at nofuckingslack.co. On their Instagram is where you can find their schedule if you're inter- interested in anything. 
Make sure that you support American-made shit, guys. This is how we're going to change the world. No fucking slack. Okay, what's going on? I have a bunch of things to say about some of the current events going on in the world. You have Trump supposed to be arrested. You have banks fucking going bankrupt, I guess. And, oh, I don't even know where to start. But for one, I mean, I guess I could be wrong. I'm, I don't know everything. But I don't think Trump's on our side. I really don't. I know that there's lots of things that he has done that I do agree with. And I think that are good. But I think at the end of the day, I don't think he's on our side. And and there's a few things that go into it that make me think that. For one, obviously Operation Warp Speed, which I don't give a fuck what you say. There's no good thing about that at all. Uh, at least in my opinion. I see that it's just harmed a bunch of people and caused a bunch of frenzy. I see that he, back when he was president, or some say he is president still, or some say he should be president. I don't fucking know. But he did, I think it's the National Emergency Act. If you look into the paperwork and the white papers and all the fine print, whenever a president does that, the country goes under... Essentially, FEMA becomes in control. And because the World Economic Forum really wants to push these smart cities and these 15-minute cities, recently, I've seen that uh, Trump is wanting to, he's wanting to bring, or like to build what he calls freedom cities. So, the weird thing about it is there's a coincidence and I don't believe in coincidences. I think that everything happens for a reason. And then there's also things where it's like, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, and there's a fucking pattern, and it's not a coincidence. So, I see that, that Trump wanted, or is wanting to, I think even like a, a competition or a drawing, or I can't remember exactly what it is, but he is looking for 10 freedom cities. Well, if you look into FEMA, you will find that there is 10 districts. And I, I don't remember the regions of each one, but I'm pretty sure we're District 10. If you're in Washington, Idaho, Oregon, and maybe Montana. I, I'm not sure about Montana, but definitely Washington, Oregon, Idaho. The Pacific Northwest, if you want to know what district you're in, you're in District 10 if anyone asks. So when I see this shit... I'm just like, nope, you know, I, I just don't buy any of it. If you're on TV, if you have hung out with these people, if you're a fucking billionaire, to be honest, in my opinion, you, you're part of, you're a part of it. So I could be wrong and I've been wrong many times. So maybe I will be wrong and maybe Trump will be fucking back in office and then he's going to save the world. So we'll see. I don't think that's going to happen, but we'll see. Then another weird coincidence that I notice is like, this is going to seem super, super random, 
But maybe if I say it to you guys, it might, I don't know, you might be able to catch it. Pay attention to when any of these politicians are wearing like purple or magenta color. They'll, they'll, they'll all have like a purple tie or a purple suit or purple something. And I don't know exactly what that means, to be honest. I'm not, I'm, I don't really give a fuck what that means. But I had this thought of, oh, you have the, the blue side, the Democrats, the liberals, the progressives, whatever, that, that side, right? And then you have the red side of the Republicans, the conservatives, the fucking rednecks, the blue-collared workers over on this side. But that right there means that there's two. And that means that there is different teams. And in the world that these people are trying to build for us, there is no te- there's not two teams. There's one team. And and I don't know why, but I feel as if purple means that the blue and the red come together. That's a that's a a conspiracy of mine, okay? So you can take it with a grain of salt. I just was thinking about it the other day and it seems kind of weird. And then I noticed that they love to distract us like with something new every week or two weeks you notice how like around super bowl it was the fucking china balloon and then it's train derailments and then it's banks fucking going under and then it's trump getting arrested and who knows what next week's gonna be in the week after that because they have to get us to not pay attention to what's really happening and because humans iq is so fucking low right now and people have an attention span of like a little child actually even maybe worse my children can sometimes pay attention better than some of these adults you can just like it reminds me of like a dog like you throw the stick and then as soon as he's about to get the stick you throw another stick and he never picks up the first one and you can just do this all day and he never actually gets a stick and has no idea what's going on and that's the way i see them treating us humans So rather than paying attention to all their distractions and putting your thought and energy and intention into that, I would suggest putting it into what could help serve you, your family, and your community better than you're doing right now. That is always the safe, the safe route. When it, when in all doubt, go back to fuck it. I'm just going to do me and improve myself and improve my family and improve my community. And that's the best you can do. I truly, truly believe that this intention, this imagination of ours, our consciousness is connected to all things more than we could ever know. And I used to be someone who was just like, I'm blackpilled where it was just despair and anger and bitterness and fuck everything. And the whole place is going to burn down and all that different stuff. And that became like a black cloud over my head. Just drug me down. I didn't even want to live anymore. To me, it was like, what's the point? We're all going to die anyways. And that is that essentially to me is like they were winning at that time. They got me right where they fucking wanted. They got a dude who has a good head on his shoulders, who's capable to completely be okay with throwing in the towel. And it wasn't until I got to my plant, my first ayahuasca ceremony that that changed. And now it's not like that at all. Now I realize about 
the connection and in the universe and how it's all like kind of working together or not kind of working together. It is working together and that I'm a critical part within that system. And so are all of you guys. So with that being said, I had my podcast, um, with my shaman, what a few, I don't know, like three or four weeks ago. And when we got done, I told him like, okay, I'm going to come back sometime. Last time I went, I think it was in September. So I planned on going in April. And then some people, friends got a hold of me and they were like, hey, we really want you to go, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm busy and I don't, it just doesn't, it doesn't fit in the schedule. But somehow, you know, I got a hold of them and we made it work out. And so now I'm going back and I'm, I'm nervous as ever. But one of my main intentions this time, I have two things. I want to know my timeline, like my ancestral timeline. I want to know where the fuck I came from and why I am the way I am or what, what throughout the universe has brought me to this point in this reality, I guess. And then my other thing is how can I better serve the world by being myself? And that's really the big one. How can I serve the world by being myself? Because I'm tired of un- genuine inauthentic people trying to portray a role of someone or a part or a character that isn't true to themselves and i believe that if everyone was true to themselves and followed their heart then the world would work a lot better for one but for two if we could if we could follow our passion like whatever you have passion or enthusiasm in I feel like that's what you're supposed to be doing. Over the last few weeks, I've realized like I have so much passion and enthusiasm into the things that I do, right? The podcast, the the farming, the fucking learning new, I guess, how do I, not new technology. It's old technology that's been forgotten and suppressed and burned in books and not talked about for four or five generations. And now we're bringing it back to, to the surface I have massive passion for that. I'm learning about fuck the, all of it. All, my whole life is like learning every single day and I have nothing but passion for it. And I realize like, where is this energy coming from? And I believe it's coming from the divine source, like the source, God, the universe, fucking whatever you want to call it. That thing up there that is more powerful than me is like beaming energy into me to allow me to have enough energy to pursue my fucking passions. And it's weird because when I do things that I'm not passionate about, I do not have the energy. For instance, work work. I do not have the energy for it is like a, to me, I don't know. It's, it's not that the guys are bad. I, I cared about all of them, but I feel like, we're just on such opposite channels. I'm tuned into a certain frequency and they're tuned into a different frequency. And we're so far off like the same range that, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. And it, and it just doesn't feel right. So I'm doing everything in my power to figure out how to 
provide for my family and serve the world without having to go and waste it 40 hours a week. That is like my main goal right now. How do I figure out how to provide for my family and serve the world by being myself without having to go to work for somebody else? And I have lots of ideas and I understand that things take time. Um, the, the compassionate Viking app that I have talked about, I am obviously still super interested in that. And I don't even know how to go to go about it. Part of me wants to say, Hey guys, fuck GoFundMe because they, I don't, I don't want to deal with them. I don't like them. I don't like the way that they play ball. So what if we just sent up, set up like a, essentially a compassionate Viking donation center and then anyone who puts money into it to anyone who puts money into it to help build the app. Cause I would just take that money and then just build the app. That would be the fastest, easiest way to do it would automatically be grandfathered into the app for life. That way we all fucking pitch in whatever, 10, 20 bucks. There's a bunch of money for me to pay someone to go build this app for us. And boom, there it is. And anyone who helped pitch in it's, it's part yours. That, to me, seems like the best way to do it. In the meantime, before that happens, I think I can start a Telegram channel and we can start going on there. And I'll just have it as the Compassionate Viking on Telegram. And then maybe I can get some, like, subcategories for, re- like, regional and local areas that we can start posting things. You know, what what skills you have, what labor you want to do, what you want to trade, barter, fucking whatever it is. That we could do that too, which I think I'm going to do it. That way we can all connect. And then shit, it's just, it's just endless. It's, it's, but it's hard. It's hard because when we look around and we see how much things fucking cost, it's absolutely ridiculous. I heard the other day, I heard the other day that a hospital pays like roughly around $2 for a bag of saline. And then they charge us like 800 bucks for it. Think about that. It costs them like around $2. And then they charge us $800 for a bag of saline. That's total. That's fucking fraud, man. That's, that's theft. To me, that's not okay. Um, and then you just look at like it. You look at the price of the grocery store. All of it. I used to go and get a whole week's worth for like, I don't know, two or 300 bucks for the kids and me and Vanessa. And now we go get like two bags and it's like $200 and we have like a dinner and some apples and some grapes or something, which sucks, but it is what it is. And when we're there, our mind is like, well, we only have so much money, so we need to you know, get as much as we can for as long as we can. So we, sometimes we'll get the cheaper shit because we have to until the, until all my plants and crops actually grow up and produce for us. I'm stuck in the fucking grocery store, just like everyone else. Well, part of me is thinking like, is it actually cheaper to buy shittier quality food? If you thought of your whole life, Is it actually cheaper? It might be cheaper short term, but long term, I'm going to get more sick, have more health problems, have to go to the doctor more, spend 800 bucks on a bag of fucking saline. 
And it's like, I don't think so. I think it is still cheaper in the long run to purchase healthy items. And sometimes, you know, sometimes even when you're getting like organic apples, it's like I've talked about before. I don't know how much nutrients are actually in there. From what I'm learning with this whole electroculture shit is the magnetism helps hold the nutrients within the plant. And if you're only putting, you know, nitrogen, potassium, and phosphorus, or phosphorus, I think it's phosphorus, into your plant, then it's only getting three things. Well, the plant needs like 120 things. So you're eating apple with only three, three nutrients. It would be the same as us. Like, we can't just only have three nutrients. We need however many nutrients. So sometimes I'm eating shit at the store, and even though it is still healthy, I know it's not actually that beneficial to me. That's part of the reason why we got to do what we do. And I realize when I'm stressed out, like a lot of us are stressed out because of what's what's happening around the world. And it's hard for all of us. But I realize the only way I'm stressed out is when I actually don't do as much as I should probably do. As long as I'm doing all of the things on my checklist every single day, then at the end of the night, I got all my shit done for that day and I can rest my head. But if I don't, then the next day I have my whole list plus whatever I did, whatever I didn't finish from the day before. And it starts to build up and then that creates anxiety because when I look into the future, for instance, fuck, tomorrow I have to do all of this. How am I going to get all of this done? And if I don't get it done, then it's going to go to the next day and da-da-da-da, your brain spins, right? Well, from my experience, anxiety comes from when I am living in the future. For instance, tomorrow, how am I going to get all this shit done? And the opposite happens when I live in the past. Depression. If I'm thinking about my father, if I'm thinking about fucking all of the terrible things or fucked up things or stressful things that is going on in my life that's already happened and how it sucks, then that creates depression. So I've been trying to become very present at all times, aware of my surroundings, which helps with jujitsu because you have to fight around a bunch of people and walls. So you're a, you're in a crazy chaos setting, but you still have to you still have to be aware of what's going on around you. And so I've really been trying to become more present and I've really been trying my best to like when someone's talking to me, instead of waiting for them to just shut up so I can talk, actually hold space for them and listen to them and feel what they have to feel. And maybe they don't feel the same way as me or they don't think the same way as me or believe the same way as me, but that doesn't matter. I don't, I don't, whatever we're all different i want to listen to what you have to say i want to fucking connect and the connection thing is so deep because i swear the universe it like wants to be a mentor it wants to show you you just have to tune in and like 10 percent of this world is physical and 90 percent of this world is metaphysical and the 90 percent is where all the shit's happening and I didn't ever know about this growing up. I'm just now learning about this. And it's, on one hand, it's like unbelievable. Like, how how can this happen? How is this even possible? My brain can't comprehend it. But on the other hand, I know what's been happening. And the only thing 
the only way to explain it is like the, the universe wants this to happen. I'm following my path. I feel that I'm on it. And now maybe that I'm in tune, I'm aware of it. Maybe it was happening the whole fucking time ever since I was little and I just was blind to it. I don't have the answers to that, but it feels as if I have a, a mentor and it feels as if I'm given, it's like I'm given only what I'm capable of dealing with. And that's it. No more. And then I have to deal with that. Whatever, whatever the information is that I've gathered or the new skills or the new whatever is new that I've obtained, I have to sit with that for X amount of time until I'm capable of dealing with all of that. And then usually what happens is I get some more. And it will be in this form. It will be, I have a question. For instance, I wanted to know about the electroculture shit, the copper, the free energy, the harnessing, the ether. And I can't find it, and I can't find it, and I can't find it. And then, boom, it just appears. There we go. Next thing. I'm learning about that. I'm learning about that. The last two weeks, I've been fucking nonstop just reading and watching YouTube videos. And fucking, I bought a few books. I bought... Or not, I bought, I watched a few documentaries. I've listened to tons of podcasts and it just leads to another thing because as I'm doing it, I want to know about, well, this water, this water, all of a sudden water comes up, this primary water, this living water, this fourth water, this structured water. And it's like, what is all of this? And I start kind of learning about it. It's like the universe gives me the next podcast or the next book or the next related video or the next person until I start, until I'm capable of dealing with that. Well, let's see. Last Thursday, Vanessa goes, hey, babe, I'm going to take you on or I'm going to take you out on Sunday night. And I'm like, okay, it's kind of weird. Not, not kind of weird that she's going to take me out, but usually I take her out. And usually trying to get her to go do things is like pulling teeth, whereas I'm I'm not like that. So for her to say that she's going to take me somewhere on Sunday night was like, oh, okay, well, what are we going to do? And she goes, well, we're going to go to a sound bath. And I'm like, okay, what, what's that? And she proceeds to tell me, now for Christmas, we got she wanted like a Tibetan bowl. And we got a few, and she thinks it's really cool. So it's this... I don't know, I guess they have a bunch of Tibetan bowls that they're going to play and gongs and rainmakers and leaves. It's just like a little, I don't know, it's called a sound bath. And it's at this nice-ass barn. Up, to stop, up top, there's a yoga studio. So on Sunday, she takes us there. Uh, me, Vanessa, and then Vinny and Tinsley. It was us four. Talon was with his mom. And we go up there and we lay our mat down. We put our pillow down, we brought a blanket, and we put a face mask over our face, and they they had this little, like, meditative sound bath ceremony with Tibetan bulls and gongs and rainmakers and all this different stuff. Well, when we got done, I had told Vanessa, I'm like, that was exactly like a like an Aya ceremony, except for you didn't drink the tea and it didn't last eight hours long. She's like, really? I go, seriously, it was just like that. You lay down, put your head on the pillow, put your face mask on, and then you just breathe and relax and try to meditate. 
and they play their music and walk around and then they spray some some type of sprays whether it's sage or peppermint oil or San Paulo. I think that's what it's called, San Paulo. Might be something else. I think that's what it is. Anyways, they spray that shit. And so when we got done, everyone really liked it. We were all super calm. I swear the frequencies of those bowls heal you some way, somehow, which has been proven. There's healing free, or there's there's sound healing that's been around for a long, long time. That's now another forgotten knowledge that's resurfacing. And there's now sound healers. Actually, a guy named Chance Garten from the Interverse podcast. I think he does it with tuning forks and shit, which is really awesome in my opinion. But when we got done, the the gallon dude there started saying that their spray that they were spraying was made, I think it was called hydrosol, and it was made from living water or structured water. And I'm like, huh. And then they had something called shungonite, and I know what that is too. That is a form of crystal or rock that, it repels EMF. For those that don't know what EMS is, it's electromagnetic frequency or field. Electromagnetic field. And that's, you know, your microwaves, your router, your cell towers, your 5G towers, your cell phone, your computer, um, your microwave, your also just all sorts of shit. All that stuff that's just pinging through us all day long. The shungonite helps emit that and push it away so that it's not impacting our own frequency. So when we got done, I'm like, dude, I've never heard anyone in my life in person talk about living water or structured water or shungonite. So I had to walk up to him. And I walk up to him and I'm like, hey, have you guys ever done an IS ceremony? And they're like, no, we want to. I'm like, dude, this was, you guys literally hit it right on the head. That was exactly like one just without drinking the tea and without waiting eight hours. I think it was one hour long. And they're like, oh, really cool. I'm glad you like it. I go, and for two, you guys know about structured water and you guys talked about Shungonite. And they're like, yeah. And so then we started talking and they're like, fuck, we'd like to interview you. And I was like, well, just so happens that I have a podcast and uh, I'd love to have you guys on. So we started connecting. We're going to do a podcast. We'll have that on in the future. And then they were like, have you went up to Mount Vernon to, I think it's called Mystic Ware? And I go, no. And they're like, dude, you have to fucking go up there and go talk to the guy up there. He is the master at all this. So all I can think is, okay, so I was capable of dealing with that other stuff. And then the universe wants me to learn more about it. So Vanessa had to sign me up. To this thing so that I could go so that I could listen to them so that I could talk to them so they could tell me to go meet this guy up in the next town is that crazy or am I just thinking too much into things I don't know I don't feel like I'm thinking too much into things because this type of shit has been happening literally ever since I took my first cup of fucking medicine heart medicine last year around this time there's been another story where I wanted to grow these certain mushrooms and they're called Gandalf mushrooms. And so I, I was on this mushroom page on Facebook and I had asked some people like, Hey guys, I've seen these mushrooms. 
do you guys know where to get any liquid culture or spores or, you know, some way that I can grow them? And I get a random message from a dude in North Carolina who's like, hey, bro, uh, I seen your message. I follow or I went on your profile and seen that you do jujitsu. I, too, do do jujitsu and I I teach kids as well. Those mushrooms you're looking for are a two year wait list. And I think you got to get them from like a from like a university or some shit. You got to write a paper to the university asking for microscopic, you know, research purposes in the mycology lab. And I was like, oh, well, that's probably why I can't find them. And I do not give a shit that much about that. So we are going to go on to the next mushroom. And he goes, but I actually have an extra set of swabs and I would like to gift them to you. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, what's your address? And he fucking, as I gave him to him, and he literally shipped them there at my house like five days later from North Carolina just because I wanted to grow these mushrooms. And then this guy, I I don't even know, you guys. There's been multiple things that just line up and line up and line up. And finally, at what point do you just go, okay, clearly there's a bigger plan. I know what that plan is. Not the end game. I don't know what that plan is, but I know that I'm sticking to the plan as long as I'm following my heart because my heart shows me where my passion is at and my passion is shows me where I'm getting this certain type of energy from. And clearly that energy that I'm getting only comes to me when I'm doing this. So that must be the, the path, the energy path, the soul path. Also, this is going to be the fucking crazy part is at the end of the ceremony or not the ceremony, but the little uh, sound bath. I, I flipped over and we all had a card, like a tarot card on our head. And I had never done tarot cards in my whole life until like a year ago, my first ceremony actually. And I've, I've pulled, I don't know, probably 10 since then. Because Vanessa has a tarot card deck now. I have a tarot card deck now. I haven't even used mine. But... every time that I've pulled one, it's been like exactly what's going on. So I, I flip over and I see my tarot card and it says double mission and it's kind of dark. So I have Vanessa read it to me and she just gave me a, uh, like a brief summary. So I found out what tarot card deck it was and went online and tried to search it, and I found it, and I read it. I'm I'm blown away, because my whole life I have always felt like, not an outcast, like I never felt like an outcast, but I definitely felt like I was different. I fucking still feel like I'm different, which is fine. Not better. I'm not saying better. I'm not saying superior. I'm saying different. I have felt different. Now, I also know that there's many people just like me. I'm not the only one. It just seems like in in my area, I'm not the same. The closest I get is my jujitsu guys. We're all very close to the same, but we're also still different. We're still individuals. So I, I pull up my card, and it says, Double Mission. Light worker, starseed, serve the world by being you. Lightworker starseeds are mission and purpose oriented. 
Many have the feeling that time's running out and there's something they came here to do, create or contribute. They're here to grow as souls, individually, individual mission, and also to contribute to the planet in some action-oriented way, like a collective mission. Their collective mission is often answered through a career calling or by devoting their life to something bigger. Until they remember their collective mission, it can feel as if something's missing or that they're forgetting something important. It's common for lightworker starseeds to feel that they're different, and they may carry soul memories around being visible or sharing their voice. As such, they may protect themselves by dimming their light in order to fit in or by spending time in some sort of closet, such as a spiritual closet, which this describes my life to a T until I drank the medicine. If you pull this card, you're being called to remember your collective mission and step into it even more fully. You're being reminded that your role as a light worker is to light up the world with your presence. This doesn't have to be a great big thing or a decision you need to make. You also don't need to have a great big plan. If you resonate with being a light worker, all you need to do is work out what lights you up, your passions and joys, and keep doing that. When you trust and follow the simple path of things that light you up and then lose yourself in the doing, you'll light up the world without even trying. Activation. How can you serve the world by being you? And so I read that and I was like, this is my intention. This makes so much fucking sense. And maybe it all is just a coincidence like what most people are going to say. But it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like that at all. It feels like that's exactly it is that my whole life I've learned some shit that a lot of people don't know. For the first five years that I was learning it as a young adult, I was... Oh, I don't know. At first, I was like telling everyone, and then they would just shut me down. They would just shut me down. They would tell me I read some non like some some nonsense somewhere. You can't believe things off the internet and all just all this different shit. And it got to the point where I just shut up. I shut up. I was like, "Fuck it. I'll just do me, and I'll I'll live my life according so, and everyone else can just do whatever they want." But. That's also when I felt the most isolated, that I felt like I lost the biggest piece of myself, where all of a sudden I started hating life, hating, not hating, I shouldn't say hating, I, I, I liked it because I knew what the capabilities we had was, and what we can actually create for us, and it just wasn't happening, and it really, like that said, it dimmed my light. Oh, shit. I got a fucking turkey up on my fence. Hey, Louise, get down. Vinny, knock her down. Fuck. Oh, sorry, guys. Turkey went rogue. Anyways, so then I drank the plant medicine. And I don't know if she opened up my my throat chakra or if she... It was because she opened my heart chakra. Maybe she opened all my chakras. I don't know what happened. But ever since then, it was like, nope, this is what I'm going to do. And it doesn't matter what people are going to say. It doesn't matter what people fucking think of me. 
It doesn't matter anything. I know what's true that resonates within my fucking heart, and it's not a belief. There are certain things that I believe because I can't prove it to be true. It's speculation. So I don't know for sure. I believe it, but I don't know 100%. However, most of the shit that I say, I fucking know. I know the patents. I know where to find the evidence. I know how many coincidences. Louise, get down. Hey, Vinny. Well, now you got to get her out. I know all the shit that that I've learned, and I have the the sources to back it up. And now I see, like, a lot of people know what I know, too. I thought I was alone, but I'm not alone. Everyone fucking knows. They just don't want to say it because they don't want someone to laugh at them. They don't want someone to make fun of them or make them try and feel dumb. And it's like, dude, we're never going to level up as all of us human beings if we're fearful, if we're scared of what someone thinks. Of course, people are going to be scared of scared of what you think. You know what I mean? Like, if you have all the fucking crabs right here and then all of a sudden one breaks out, they're going to be like, dude, you shouldn't do that. Until they all just go and they're like, oh, we're not caught anymore. Fear. But one of them had to do it. One person has to do it. And to me, it's like, well, fuck it. If no one else is going to do it, then I guess I'll do it. And the people who want to walk the trail behind me, good. We'll create a fucking army. So I decided that I'd just trailblaze. And I'd take the arrows and I'd beat down a path. And the more people that followed me, the path would get bigger and wider and less weeds would grow. And pretty soon we have a legit fucking uh, game trail pretty much. And that's how it works. And so here we are. And I wouldn't call myself a light worker. Um, that's... I'm not a light worker. I'm just someone who's bringing positivity and the the right frequency and the right energy to uh, restore balance within this place. I was telling Vanessa the other day, I go through like all these things. I go blacksmithing and jujitsu and, you know, food and electroculture and, and the new world order conspiracies And really, it's like, no, it's all encompassing. It's all under the same thing. Everything is under the same umbrella. And all I really care about is habitat restoration. And not what you see, like, by the city habitat restoration. I'm talking about, like, bringing Mother Earth and humans back into balance. Right now, we're so out of balance. You can feel it. And you look around, and it's just definitely not thriving. You know what I mean? We're struggling really fucking hard and people are getting laid off left and right like some of the companies that we do business for amazon google i think expedia microsoft they're shutting massive buildings that we were working on down like indefinitely they just shut down laying off thousands tens of thousands of people from these companies the banks are fucking going under and people are like Maybe some of them are paying attention. Maybe a lot of them have no idea, but it's like we got to know the plan. The plan is really at the end of the day to for them anyways is to get balance. I mean, not get balance, get Mother Nature 
completely out of balance to the point where they have to come in with their synthetic AI shit to recover Earth and then put humans into, you know, their little smart cities so that we don't fuck it up like we did last time, right? When in reality, they're the ones fucking it up. The climate change, maybe if they would stop harping our ionosphere and stop spraying us with fucking chemtrails every single day, maybe that, that you know, you wouldn't have snow in California and floods and, and climate change like they say. We wouldn't know because they won't fucking stop and they just do it more and more. Also, the food thing, right? They're, they, they're the ones who fuck it all up. They've, they told us that we have to pay for electricity, there's a way to control us. They told us that we have to pay for the way that we farm because, you know, we, we don't have any good soil. So we got to pay for there and pay for the fertilizers and manures and shit like that. We got to pay for shipping fees from getting shit from China and paying for child labor. We got <clears throat> people or whoever they are at the Federal Reserve printing fucking billions of dollars, trillions of dollars, sending all of our tax money away that we work for every single day for where by the time we get our total paycheck i think that we've been taxed like 75 or 80 percent of our whole paycheck not in one lump sum but by the time you buy your gas and pay tax and every single that you purchase at the store and pay tax and you pay your property tax or your rent tax or your sales tax or whatever fucking taxes that they got going on then you're pretty much, you, you'd be surprised how much money the government takes from you every single week. And then as they do that and inflate money and then devalue the money at the same time, now you got people who have to pay $2,500 a month for a fucking one-bedroom house or one-bedroom apartment. That, that's preposterous. I see that and I go, hmm, well, when they say you'll own nothing and be happy, I can see how they're going to try and do it. They're going to try and force us literally to either starve and not be able to pay our bills. And then they're going to come in, whoever they are. They, this is the Hegelian dialect where they do problem, reaction, solution. And they come in <clears throat> and they go, well, we're here to save you. We'll take care of all your assets. I mean, we'll take care of all your debt. We'll wipe you clean. You give us your assets. And then we'll put you on UBI, which is universal basic income. And then you get X amount of money per month. You live where they want you to live. You eat what they want you to eat, like crickets and shit like that. 3D printed chicken nuggets. Like, really? 3D printed chicken nuggets? I have a bunch of chickens. I never seen no 3D printed chicken nugget. Matter of fact, I never even seen chicken nugget. I don't know how they get the chicken nugget. Unless they, the only thing I can think of is they take the breast and then they grind it up or put it in the blender and make a smoothie out of it. And then make little little nuggets out of it and roll it in breading. I mean, I guess you could do that. <laughs> fucking weird to me, but hey, whatever. Or a dinosaur, right? A fucking dinosaur chicken nugget. Whatever. These people are crazy, and they have all their ways of controlling us, but it's not going to work because, like that said, a star seed. Well, if you try to bury me, then I'm going to fucking grow. You forget that I'm a seed. And then you guys are like that too. We're all specifically placed strategically wherever we were at so that we could learn and grow. And the more they try to bury us, the more we grow until we're big enough to connect. And then now we're connecting and they try to bury us more and bury us more. And the more they do that, the more we grow, the more we 
unlock like old memories from our DNA, from the past, from our past lives, where the fuck would we be getting this information from? It doesn't just, it doesn't just like poo. I mean, it does poof, but where does it come from? You know, where does your, where does your thought come from? I have thoughts and I'm like, where is this coming from? I have no idea where these thoughts are coming from. And then I go and follow these thoughts like a little compass, like the thought is magnetic north, north, but then how you know that you're on path with magnetic north is when your heart and your thought are both doing the same thing. Obviously, <laughs> a little more than that because I've had, like, it's not just thought and heart, right? You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to go rob the bank and then my heart tells you to do so. Actually, you know what? Your heart wouldn't tell you to do so. So maybe it is heart and thought because if you did try to rob the bank, you know deep fucking down that that is not the right thing to do and your heart would say that the whole time you're doing it and the only way to bypass that heart and not have a guilty enough conscious in my opinion is either to be a fucking psychopath or you're high on drugs sober people can't go against their heart on that fucking level they can go a little shit you know here and there say a lie or fucking weasel their way out of some bullshit sure they can do it that way they still get a be eaten a little bit, you know, a little piece of their soul gets chipped off. They have to deal with that guilty conscience when they close their eyes. They know that they didn't do the right thing. But in reality, if your thought and your heart both feel true, that's the fucking way. That's the path. And when you follow that, I swear, when these bad guys try to bury us more in their bullshit, follow that inner compass of yours, find your magnetic north, and, and do it. And all of a sudden, crazy shit will start happening in your lives. And yeah, it is, it's magic. It is magic. I know people think that magic's bullshit. Well, sure, some David Blaine or Chris Angel mind freak, that's illusions. Real magic is, is not that. Real magic is, to me, just nature. It's, it's the 90% metaphysical that we don't, that our five senses don't pick up. But just because our five senses don't pick it up doesn't mean that it's not reality. You know what I mean? Like, if that was the case, then how can you guys listen to this podcast right fucking now? From my house. You don't know where I live. You don't have a physical copy of this. Somehow it just played. How is there billions of emails being shot through the fucking air to people going into their inbox and their computer all around us from all around the world? How is there text messages? How is there fucking YouTube videos? How is there... That, like, how is that even possible if we can't pick it up, you know? Well, because we don't have the, we don't have the right decoding mechanism to, to, to decode that certain frequency. You know, every single thing is some type of vibration, some type of energy frequency. And that's what it is. The email gets trans, like, transitioned in energy and then it just transfers to somewhere else and you can't delete it energy is forever it's it's infinite it doesn't live it doesn't die just like you and i right we're a spirit or we have a soul and that soul is just a, a piece of energy it doesn't die we have multiple lives ancestral lives we're forever we'll have either we pass earth school or we go to the fucking next life some people call it heaven some people call it valhalla some people call it fucking reincarnation of some other higher being some people say you go somewhere i don't know never died and anyone who tries to tell me don't really trust them because they haven't either so we'll find that out when we get there but while we're here i'm going off of what it feels like 
because as I get older, my mind stays crazy, but my heart seems to, my, my heart seems to like know, and I don't know how to explain it because my thoughts are just fucking wicked shit all the time. And that's okay because my heart tells me what's right and what's wrong. And I just go by that. And so I just let the brain fucking beat off up there all day long, pretty much. And let it have a good time. But the second that it tries to take control, my reptilian brain, my ego brain, my pride and all that bullshit, then I realize that my soul needs to get back in the captain seat and and drive where it needs to go. And that keeps my ass in check. That's made my life way better. That's made me happy. That makes me want to be here. That makes me want to really just keep on living. And the more that I learn about all this shit, the more that I want to fucking podcast and I want to talk to you guys and I want to go do jujitsu. I want to start a fucking kids program where they can come to my house. I can teach them how to plant, plant shit that they can go home with and learn about electroculture and learn how to raise and feed the chickens and the goats. And we can go on nature walks and forage and wildcraft and find out, you know, what all the trees and the berries are and when they harvest all of this shit. We can teach them how to preserve. We can teach them how to blacksmith. We can teach them how to fucking craft, you know, out of bushcrafting, making, finding sticks and logs and being able to make fences and hedgerows and, and cabins and teepees and all of that shit. And I don't know how to do all of that, but I, I have enough skills to figure it out. And so now I feel that I'm here. This is what I want to do. Fuck going to work. Fuck going to work for somebody else, even though he's a cool guy and I, I, I care about him. It's not about that. It's that he's, he is pursuing his dreams and goals. He's doing it. He owns his own business. I work for him. He's doing it. And I think that you have to do that until your skill level is at a point where then you can branch off just like every other thing in life, just like a, a, a child. He doesn't branch off or she doesn't branch off until she has acquired the skills and obtained the knowledge that allows her to become independent and and thrive and prosper in the uh, independent life. And for me, I feel like I'm at that point where I'm ready to go. I'm ready to fly. And I'm hoping that within the next little while, some other... I know it won't be all of a sudden poof and it happens, but the next the next thing that I'm capable of dealing with will be placed in my lap and it will push me next part on the list. Or ne- not next part on the list, but you know, next the next step towards my towards my goal. And I don't know what the fucking goal is, my end goal is, but my next goal is to somehow serve the community and the world as as my job, let's say. How do I do that? Well, I don't know. We'll figure it out. I know this living water thing that I came across today has blown my mind. More of the primary water, more of the structured water. I came across this woman named uh, Veda Austin, and she's from New Zealand, and she's been studying like the crystallization and structure of water for a long time. And the shit that she's recorded and the shit that she's researched and experimented with blew my goddamn mind i just i don't know it's it goes back to that 90 percent metaphysical shit where my brain can't actually compute what's going on because i have 34 years of indoctrination that magic isn't real 
And so it's like, I'm glitching out. I'm being a gamma where my brain can't compute. But my heart is like, then explain it. Explain it in a, in a, the way that your brain can explain it. And it's like, I can't, I cannot explain what's going on. So she is in New Zealand. She's been studying water and she's finding that our emotions and our thoughts and our imagination, our words, all 100% affect the water. And we, we talked last week about it affecting the plants and it 100% affects all of the plants with our, our intentions, our thoughts, the frequencies that are coming out of us from, from chanting or the sounds of the birds, all that shit matters. Well, also the water is living real water that is coming from the ground that has been reef. It's brand new, freshly made has the earth somatic structure in it has hydrogen, oxygen. The hydrogen is literally the feminine molecule. Oxygen is the masculine, and together it makes perfect balance. Perfect balance. It vortexes in a clockwise way, which keeps its structure, and it feeds the earth. And a lot of people don't know this, but that water is very important. We need to be drinking that water. We are not drinking that water. We are drinking shitty-ass water. That is holding bad intentions, bad cymatics, poor structure, and a lot of chemicals. And it's calcifying our pineal gland. It's making us fucking retarded. It's making boys want to cut their dicks off. It's making girls want to somehow penetrate. It's all out of balance. It's out of balance. And I'm telling you, this will, this will probably change your life faster than you could ever think. And it's the easiest thing. Look up living water. Okay. Go to VedaAustin.com. That's V-E-D-A, Austin, A-U-S-T-I-N.com. And start looking at this woman's shit. She has been researching this just like uh, Masaru Emoto, the Japanese guy. But this this woman has surpassed him, in my opinion. She's taking this to a whole nother level. She's talking about, like, she's talking about, like, she, I, I think it was her, lost her keys down at the beach. Fucking long story. She ended up finding her keys by asking, finding her keys at another beach after she had prayed to the ocean to give them back to her after she found a shell. So she found this shell. It was really beautiful. She ended up asking the ocean, like, I'll give you back my shell. I feel like you're talking to me if you give me my keys. And her keys washed up on shore a whole nother beach away. Now, most people are going to discredit that. I get it. You don't know her. Whatever. People can just say bullshit. I'm just relaying the message, okay? This is what I mean about magic and your intentions. And the, the if the water's living and the plants are living, then Mother Earth is living, then why are we not connecting with it? Why are we not talking to the trees and getting information back? Maybe if someone would put their fucking phone down long enough and take their shoes and socks off and stand on the goddamn earth... Put your hands on the tree, maybe put your fucking third eye on the tree and close your eyes and set intentions and ask it, ask it out loud. Use your voice and your frequency. Talk to it, ask, have it tell you things. What's the worst that's going to happen? Nothing. You're going to look maybe a little bit silly. You'll feel better. That's for damn sure. But you might look a little silly. Okay. But what happens if something does happen? What if something did happen? And what if it didn't happen the first time you did it? What if 
instead of giving up the very first time, what if it took you a while? What if it took you a few months? What if you did it to where you know that if you did it long enough, it would give you answers and you could talk to the plants and you could talk to the water and you could connect and have a relationship with both. That would be cool. That would make life a whole lot more interesting to me. It would be a lot less mundane. And then you wouldn't look like an idiot at all. You'd look like, hey, that guy can talk to the fucking plants and water. That's cool as shit. That's magic. That's superpower stuff. So this girl, or woman rather, was doing all these experiments. She's doing experiments with sounds. Like she would take take water in a Petri dish and she would... She would put it next to either a picture or she would hold it to her heart and make an intention or she would speak to it or she would um, bring it certain places. She would put it next to her nightstand when she would go to sleep. Like not the same Petri dish, just all different ways of doing this. And when she would get done doing whatever she was doing with it, whether it was your dreams or a picture next to it or a chant or whatever, all those things that I just said, then she would freeze it. When she would pull it out after it was frozen, the structure of the ice would have a certain picture in it, a certain structure, like a snowflake or a hexagon or an actual picture, like a fish or a knife or a braid or a hand. Like it just depends on whatever it is. that The snowflake... The frozen snowflake would be in that shape and it would it would hold the memory of the picture next to it. She has like 10,000 pictures of different shit. So that's another thing that I want to start trying out myself. She said that when she took tap water and put it next to spring water, the spring water overnight would then transfer its structure, its somatics into the tap water And 24 hours later, the tap water would then have that same structure. So whatever the intention was on the the structured water, it was way more powerful because it transferred over to the tap water. That doesn't mean that it took the chemicals out of it. It means that it changed the structure in it, the way that it freezes. Well, the way that it freezes is very interesting because it's, it's clearly conscious. It clearly knows what you're thinking, what your vibration is, what the what is around it because it can pick up on different things she was saying that she uh she noticed with eggs that a free-range chicken egg if you freeze it and then look at the cymatics of the white part it would be a six it it would have six patterns of hexagons on it everyone would be six hexagons as this as the pattern as the structure on a caged chicken, there would be no no structure, no pattern. It would just freeze over. So she thought that that was interesting. Then she did an experiment of where she has an egg, and then she puts, or she has an egg from a free-range chicken, and then she circled it with, I, I don't know, six or something caged chicken eggs. I don't know how many, probably six. Six caged chickens. And in the morning time, the eggs that were closest to the chicken actually started picking up the cymatics from the free-range chicken. So 
it seems to me that the the somatics that are coming from nature are more powerful. They're a more powerful spell than the ones that are coming from these bad guys, right? Because a caged chicken is not natural. Not natural. That that's humans did that. So, therefore, the somatics lost. The tap water is not more powerful than nature's primary living structured water. So therefore the tap water lost the somatics. And that's how it works is good always beats evil. <laughs> that they're never going to win and that's why I have I don't have fear because I believe that fear literally constricts your imagination and the ability to create. And I think that's why they do it is because they can't fucking create anything. Anything that they've ever done was a duplicate or replicate of something that us humans made that they stole from us and then patented it. It's what they always do. They have all these geniuses that they fucking steal their shit and then they patent it. And they either blacklist them, blackmail them, kill them. Who knows? How else would there be that many thousands of patents that have been stolen from people and then the same guys now, BlackRock, Vanguard, Rockefellers, Rothschilds, Vatican, whoever the fuck is in charge anymore, uh, own it all. But, yeah, I, I mean, once once we figure out that, like, we can heal and we can build, we can build this life without struggle, really. I mean, sure, it's still going to be hard work, but it won't be... You're, it, it will be hard work and it will be so fucking fulfilling. It will be so joyful. All of your intention, all of your attention, all of your work ethic and your will and your accomplishment, every single last piece of it will, will be yours and no one will take it from you and it will build every single day and you will build friendships and, and wives and husbands and children and animals will prosper and their bees and dragonflies will come hang around the fucking all the wildlife will be around the sun will be out with only blue skies no fucking chemtrails no emf um we, you won't have to go to the store anymore you won't have to pay bills you won't have to you won't have to do anything other than really create with your friends in in nature because if, if all of this electroculture shit works, then we're going to find out that we don't need them anymore. You can just harness it out of your air. You don't need the rivers. You don't need the dams to, for one, the dams is killing that structured water. And for two, you don't need it. You can just harness it different ways. You can use wind by using the copper and red mercury somehow together. It fucking... I don't know. I haven't got that far into it yet, but I know that the Tartarians were doing that shit on top of the cathedrals. That's for damn sure. So once we figure that out, you know, you don't have to plug something in anymore, you guys. You don't have to go to the gas station and worry about, oh, how many miles do we have left? You don't have to get in an airplane and have to make a stop. You don't have to get on a ship and only go, you know, whatever, because gas is, is too much. We it, It's... It's unbelievable what can happen when we are not suppressed under the thumb of these people when it comes to our energy. Food and travel is a big thing because of the energy. And then water. If we're getting primary water that's regrowing 
like regrowing all your cells, pushing all bad things out of your cells, hydrating you, getting your hydrogen into your blood to the to the actual ratio it's supposed to be. Since all of our hydrated is, hydrogen is taken out of our water, that's the thing. We need hydrogenate, hydrogenated water, living water that has structure in it. And we can change the structure ourselves from our intentions, from our thoughts, from pictures, from all of that shit. I mean, that lady, <clears throat> that lady was saying that like it did a DNA teleportation sequence. Like wa that water, they had water with DNA in it and then putting it next to water without DNA in it. And then it fucking transferred the DNA over to the other water, which is crazy. That, that has to mean that the water is conscious and that it clearly transfers information. She was saying that uh, men who have vasectomies, she was like looking at the cymatics in her in the sperm and dudes who have a vasectomy, ha it looks like a bubble that has the top of it cut off. So it's like it has a flat top on top of a bubble. And people who do not have a vasectomy, it looks like a bubble and it's really bright and silver. And that sucks for me because I have a vasectomy. And you know what? I didn't feel like it at the time, but I've talked about it before on the podcast. I wish I didn't have a vasectomy. That, it, it feels wrong to me. Sure, I love to be able to make love to my wife without having to wear a fucking rubber or her to have to be on birth control. But it's still, it's still not right. And clearly, this shows it. She also said that uh, she could test women... She could test women to see when they were ovulating or to show their fer their fertility through the saliva, through the cymatics of the saliva or the structure of the saliva. You can do it through your tears. She said that water is clearly an emotion that we can see. She says that the water is the glove on the hand of conscious or water is the glove on the hand of consciousness. Um, she was saying just all this crazy shit. People, people being cured of cancer in like 21 days through water fasting with living water. And I'm really pumped because the sound bath people that I fucking met the other day led me to this other guy who I'm going to go podcast or not, maybe not podcast with. I'm going to ask him, but he has the living water shop with all the crystals and the shungenite and like. I don't even know. I'm very excited to see what else I learn in the future because to me, all of this shit, if we can do this, then that means that we don't have to take care of all of the shit that gives us stressors and we can all just hang out and build and create and come up with new inventions and not have to worry about other shit. But at the same time, I'm not talking about like a one like a fucking commune. I'm not into a commune. And the reason why I'm not into a commune is because most of these communes are like, hey man, one love, you know, nature provides all, it'll give you everything. Yeah, you're right. And nature provides you a fucking backbone to get off your goddamn ass and quit being so fucking lazy and do something about it. That's nature. Nature gave you all of your fucking legs and all of your arms and all of your brain so that you could go out and do something. And not being worried is one thing. I'm not worried about what the future fucking holds. However, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to prepare. Just like an animal. You, an animal's not worried. An animal is 
is just living his life, hanging out, having a good time, doing its fucking thing. It's not worried. However, it will prepare. When we know that it's going to be wintertime, well, how am I going to stay warm? I better get my ass out there and chop a bunch of fucking wood and make sure that it's dry so that I can have a fire to keep my family warm in the wintertime when it's cold as fuck outside. That doesn't mean that I'm worried. It means that I need to get shit done way ahead, way months ahead, so that when the time does come, I don't have anything to be worried about. That's nature. And I see a lot of people, they just, two things. They're either like, hey, man, everything will just... It is what it is. It'll be, if it's meant to be, it'll be. And it's like, yes, I agree with that. I totally agree with that. That doesn't mean that you just get to wait around and do nothing. You have to follow your heart. Like I said, follow your fucking magnetic north. Find your inner compass. Do that. And then what's meant to be will be. That's what, how it really works. Just like the fucking birds and the, the <clears throat> elephants that migrate, th- whales, These animals that are migrating thousands and thousands of miles every single year, well, do you really think that they're like, hmm, Johnny, let me pull out my GPS. It says that we should walk two and a half more miles. It says there's a big tree on the right that we should definitely stop and look at the scenery before we get down to uh, the Serengeti. No, no, that's not what's going on. They're fucking finding the energy, the magnetism, magnetic north, finding their inner compass and following it. And you know what that leads them? That leads them to water where they can go bask for a few fucking weeks or months or however long they're there. So they don't die. They're not worried. They're just following their heart. And if they don't do that, well, they're probably not going to make it. And if they die on the way, then yeah, what's meant to be is meant to be, but they were doing what they were supposed to be doing. And that's at the end of the day, I think the most important thing is that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You cannot fucking be just sitting there on your ass thinking that somebody is going to make your life better. It doesn't work that way. You have to do it. You have to do it. It's like doing your kids fucking homework. Like, sure, you can give them good grades. You can make them pass all the way through high school. And then after high school, guess what? You didn't make any fucking progress. And now you have a retarded son. So did that benefit anything? No. And we don't want to do that. We don't want you to go to to get saved and have someone save you. And then when the time comes, you haven't made the progress to be able to handle it on your own and you fail. So you have to do it. You have to start putting in the work little by little every single day. And it's going to be hard. At first, it's really hard to change habits. I fucking struggle with this all the time. But I know from experience and from doing it over and over again and also doing the opposite that when I follow my fucking heart that thing in in my solar plexus that like it either feels like it either feels like good and light or sometimes even so light that it's like butterflies or it feels like tense and sharp and sometimes if it's really bad like moths well follow that thing for whatever reason that's like (laughs) I don't know. If you follow it, your life becomes way better and you become more capable and you become more healthy and you feel better and you start hiring your vibration. And the best thing about hiring your vibration is for one, 
nature starts vibrating with you because they don't vibrate at low vibrations. That's anti-nature. Low vibration is anti-nature. The bee is not a low vibration thing, okay? The hummingbird, the elk, the moose. Go f- look at, have, if you ever seen a, a wild animal in the wild, it's definitely not no li- low vibration shit. It's high vibration shit that you can feel from far away. Your heart starts pounding. You get all fucking excited. High vibration. So, in my opinion, as long as you're following that and you're raising your vibration and you're starting to feel better and your 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 friends and your coworkers and your lovers and your children are all feeling like, wow, my parents, whether that's mom or dad, or maybe you don't even have parents. Maybe it's... You don't have kids. Maybe you're a 19-year-old kid listening to this. But the people around you will start to be like, dude, Skylar's fucking, or not Skylar, or Peter, or Johnny, or whatever your fucking name is, is they'll notice that you're doing better. They can feel it. And you don't have to tell them. Because when we tell people, most people put a wall up. And they they don't really give a fuck. They don't want to listen to you. But when you show them, you don't have to talk. It's like, look, it is what it is. I don't need to show you. I don't need to tell you. I think uh, I think that's some very fucking important lessons. Follow your heart, and when you do it, you will see massive improvements in your life. You will want to be here. You will want to learn. You will want to grow. You will want to continue to level up and crush, and the people around you will notice And they will also want that too. And they will have a way to learn by you showing them and you mentoring them and you being the next one to help the next generation so that we can get back to building and creating and inventing and loving and kicking it around a fucking bonfire instead of having to worry about how we're going to keep the lights on, pay bills and get to work tomorrow just so that we're a little bit more in debt than than we were today. We're out.